What is going on? We are back for episode 31, Jason Parks. And Stephanie Parks. It is early Saturday morning. Here we are at the TMC office, ready to go. And we apologize, man. We've been on a hiatus. Um, I don't know who's to blame. Is it is it me? Is it you, Steph? I feel who's... like it's probably always me to blame. But it was Black Friday this past week, so I'll give my excuse for that for like two to three weeks. Well, we apologize for taking a break and for all of our core listeners, thank you for uh, the the masses of core listeners. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for- um, Hey, we're getting there. Being we'll patient, get there. Being patient while we were gone. And speaking of, of patience, today, uh, episode 31, our topic is the business owner mindset, which wow, is- that was a great segue. Did you plan that ahead of time or I, did it just I, happen naturally? Sometimes I'm quick on my feet wow. after, after a coffee. Wow. So episode 31, Steph, tell them what they're going to get in um, about the business owner mindset. So this is just when you're going into starting a business, the mindset that you should have, the mentality that you should have, the attitude that you should have. A lot of people think, I'm going to start a business, I'm going to make a lot of money really fast. And that's just not usually the case. You kind of have to be in it for, for the long game. And we're going to get into that more today. And not so much just um, you know the the quick win. The other thing is that a lot of people get discouraged if they're not making money right away. Um, you know, after a month, after three months, after six months, if you're not necessarily making money, um, you might want to shut it down. You might get discouraged, but that shouldn't actually be the case. So we're gonna. Uh, and, and of course, we understand that some people are in situations where most people are in situations where they need to have money coming in. Um, so maybe in, in that situation, you know, you you use your business as a side hustle for a little longer than you thought. Don't give up that day job right away, but you, you got to stick with it and don't get discouraged. Don't shut it down um, before you really get going, before you give it a chance. All right. So we're going to get into it today and you'll notice a core theme is just patience. And um, we're going to talk about, of, of course, what we think makes our podcast unique is uh, aside from Stephanie's great personality, is uh, the, that we have two businesses. We have the Media Captain, which is the digital agency, and we have Durham Warehouse. So we have real life examples and experiences that we're able to share. Um, so that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to start off with the Media Captain. Um, our, the agency was was founded in 2010. Uh, you know, I started it out of a shitty um, apartment where uh, I never told clients that they could come meet with me just because. There's, it was a shitty apartment. It was a shitty apartment, so I would always go meet with them, and I kind of played that game for a year or two um, to keep overhead low. But one of the things that I did up front, so obviously when you start a business, you need a you need a great website, and you need good branding, and you can work out of a shitty apartment, but if you have <laughs> a great website, great branding, and a great overall web presence, people, some people will have no clue the difference whether you're making $1,000 or a $1 million. That it's so true, and and you can be you can have a very small operation, but seem very big and come off like you're very big just with how you portray yourself. And so you know, with the media captain, um, and, and actually, I give Stephanie a lot of credit because I'll take all the credit for this. Yeah, because <laughs> it, like literally, the media captain's first website, and if you've never heard of the site Wayback Time Machine, it's a great site. It's free, and you can look at sites during different dates in history. Go look at the media captain site back in 2010. It was literally a joke, and Stephanie came in, and she's like, "Jason, we need to overhaul this," and that's where she came in with the branding vision of that. 
Actually, I went a little bit further than that and I said, I will not work with the media captain unless we get a new website. So that is how strongly I felt about that. And, and, you know, Jason, we did it. And we've come a long way since then even. Yeah. And so let's go back, though, to obviously you're you're building a website and you're building a brand. But... Um, one thing that you have to do is you have to you have to almost give away your services in a lot of instances. And I can remember, um, you know, I did three to four big projects, some of them pertaining to social media, video. That was really my, the, you know, the focus of the media captain back in 2010. But I did all of that for free so I could get references, so I could get reviews. And so I could, you know, and, and essentially share those success stories with businesses that I was actually going to try to pitch to because the first question that I was getting was who else have you worked with and I knew I needed to have that that sample size. Yeah, you have to get experience, you have to be able to share your experience with others and sometimes the best reason to do that is, or the best way to do that is to, to give it away for free. Um, we did not the same thing with Durham Warehouse but we did similar things. We gave away a lot of free samples, um, we, you know, we pushed people to come to our site um, we were pretty forgiving with like return policies and we have free shipping. We still have free shipping, but, um, lots of free samples that we gave away to introduce people to the products, to introduce people to our service. Um, I don't think we actually gave away many free products, so we have well, given I, some away. A, a different mindset for the, yeah. me, for the media captain versus Durham Warehouse. And for Durham Warehouse, it's a service-based business. So, um, you know, from a profitability standpoint, there's not as much overhead per se as, you know, it was just me offering my yeah. service. It's very, very it, different it, for Durham Warehouse. It, it's very different. So I want, you know, for, for the media captain, it was taking on projects, building up a client base to, you know, essentially be able to boast about the services that we offer. Um, and that's where the uh, patients came into play because I didn't charge up front for those. But for Durham Warehouse, I think that the, the business owner mindset was more of, I don't care about making money in the first three months, six months. So talk about that stuff. And, and well, it was definitely longer than three or six months. We, when we, when we got into Durham Warehouse, you know, we just knew that we had the background that we needed to start an e-commerce business. We had, um, we had all, we had the designers, we had the developers to build a website. We had our dad with the, the physician part of it, but I don't even think we realized up front really what it entailed in terms of just, you know, buying inventory and, and the money that we would have to put up and all of that. Um, and we knew that we wouldn't be profitable for a while, but still, I mean, at times it was shocking the things that we were having to do. Well, I think going back to that, like, that, but that was our mindset from the get-go that yeah. in 2016, when we started this, we said, we're not going to be profitable. 2016 is building, you know, the 2016, site. Yeah, we built the site. The, we launched at the very, very end of 2016. 2017 was acquiring customers. 2018 was acquiring, you know, like we had the mindset going into it that it could be three years before we become profitable. And I mean, our mindset still is that we're not expecting to make money on our initial customer purchase. So if somebody's shopping with us once, it's probably not that likely that we're making any money off of them. We might even be losing some money on them. And some people might say, well, that's crazy. You know, you need to charge for shipping. You need to raise your prices. You need to do this and this and this so that you're making money. But our 
vision has always been that we are going to keep our customers coming back to us and that's how we're going to become profitable and we've always known that you know in order to acquire these customers we have to spend money we have to advertise we have to ship to them for free but then once they realized how great of a business we were, how great our customer service was, how much we would take care of them, they would keep coming back to us again and again and again for every three months for the rest of their lives. That's how often the average um, person buys their skincare products. And we're starting to see that. And it's taken until now that we're at the level of repeat customers that we're starting to see that profitability. Yeah, and, and I think a couple of things. When Stephanie says that, um, not all customer acquisition are we, you know, essentially break even on, but we also have close to a 35 to 40% customer return rate. And as Stephanie alluded to, almost on a, on a quarterly basis where three months they're or, or reordering products. So obviously for your business- you With an average order of $100 yeah, an so, order. So for your business, you might not be able to take on and say, yeah, I can break even on that customer acquisition because if you're selling a t-shirt, they might only come back once every two years. You know, So every business is different, but I think the core themes here are that you have to have a long-term mindset and you can't go for the quick win because if you want to build a great brand it just has to be where you're in it for the long haul and also like your your customers or your clients if you're in it for the long haul they know that you're not pressing to to make a quick dollar you know and for the media captain for example um i mean in our contracts if if, if there's overspend in advertising dollars um we're not on the hook for that just because google in their you know legal verbiage state that there can be 10 percent overspend but there have been plenty of times where if budget exceeds by 50 100 dollars and a client's upset about it i might just cover the cost to make sure that the relationship continues to be smooth so those are some of the things that you know makes it a little bit challenging but we both have a long-term uh mindset and we'll we'll do the same thing with Durham warehouse like i'm willing to spend a lot of money to keep a customer around you know if somebody is unhappy with a purchase, let's say they spent $100 on, on their product and they're unhappy with it or there's a problem or you know they never got it or they're pissed off about something, you know I won't let people take advantage of me and I talk to them about what the issue was, but there have been a lot of times where I have issued a refund for that customer knowing that the way that I handled that would keep them coming back to us for a long time. Um, and some, you know, some people might say, oh, they're lying to you or how could you just give them a hundred dollars back but if you can think in the long term at how much money this customer could potentially spend if you keep them around you know for the next five years or ten years that's i mean a lot more than a hundred dollars and i'm going to read off a couple of stats here this is from entrepreneur.com um, and it was actually from a Harvard business uh, study, but the failure rate of all US companies after five years was over 50% and over 70% after 10 years. Um, and so obviously just the, the failure rate of companies is high. It's really hard to start a business. And Stephanie and I both believe just because a lot of businesses lack that long-term mindset. Um, and also uh, this is from startups.com. Um, how long do startups take to become profitable? And here it says on an average of, of four years. So That's it, a good stat. Yeah, and it, and it says also it could take as many as seven to 10 years uh, to make your startup truly the success that you had in mind when that idea came to you. So um, that just shows you how long it could potentially take. 
Uh, it's tough. It's tough to stick with it and it's tough not to get discouraged when, you know, you want to be making money and or you want to have more freedom and you're still grinding it with this business. Um, but if you really have a good idea and you really believe in it and you're seeing progress, then you got to hold on to it. Yeah. And so I think the other thing is like you're you're hearing uh, with the media captain with Durham Warehouse that it took some time. Um, and so let's kind of talk about like the side hustle mentality. Obviously, that's that's really important. And I think that it's an absolute great way to, um, you know, launch a business that with, with less risk. But I also believe that, um, you know, there comes a point where you do have to go all in. And um, we'll kind of talk about how Durham Warehouse, how that started off as a side hustle. Um, Stephanie wasn't even in the U.S. when that started. And when we realized that, okay, this side hustle component is over because it needs our full attention. Yeah. So we, Jason and I had the idea for Durham Warehouse several years before the site actually launched. Um, and I moved to Thailand for a couple of years to teach English at a university there. And it wasn't until then that I had time on my hands where I could really focus on getting Durham Warehouse off the ground. Um, and it took us about a year to get the site built, start building relationships with all of the brands that we were working with, um, get all of the products up on the site. I mean, you don't think about that when you're looking at any e-commerce site, but somebody physically had to put all of those products on there, write all the copy. Um, so that's what I worked on for almost a year. And then when we launched Storm Warehouse, I was, this whole time I was still working. Um, when we launched Storm Warehouse, I was waking up in the middle of the night, every night, two to three times to check my email, to place orders when I needed to, to answer customer questions when I needed to. Um, we had somebody working in the U.S. who actually worked for our our dad at his office she would like pack up packages you know when they came in and of course at that time we were getting one order a day or three orders a day so she was able to do that on the side but for the first six months that Durham Warehouse um, started I was overseas I literally woke up in the middle of the night every single night and then at that point I realized that I needed to I needed to be here I needed to be running it well I don't I don't think I, I remember that there was a conversation where like, you know, I know my, I, I know what my strengths are and my strengths, uh, a lot more to do with marketing than the skincare products. There was one time where I went to an open house to try and sell skincare products and it was an absolute flop. And after that, I literally called Stephanie. I said, okay, this is taking off. You need to get your ass back here because we need you running the day-to-day -day operations. And and that Durham Warehouse is, is the kind of business when you're shipping out orders and dealing with customers that's very hard to do if you're if you have another job i mean at the beginning we didn't have any employees for probably i don't know seven or eight months or a year even and just handling all the day-to-day -to -day took me all day every day to the point where i was just like bogged down with everything every second of my day i was handling orders and Granted, we didn't have the best processes in place at that time, so it took everything took a lot longer than it does now with the processes that we've developed over the last few years. Um, but there's no way that I could have had another full-time job and successfully run Durham Warehouse. There just wasn't enough time. I mean, other than hiring somebody else, where at that point, I'd rather just do it myself. Wouldn't you say, though, that your mindset used to be that I could run, like, 
I don't need to physically be in a location to run a business and that that's changed. Yeah, a lot of people ask us about, you know, working remotely and living abroad and working remotely. And there are definitely a lot of businesses that, you know, maybe you could do that or there's a lot of jobs that maybe you could do that. But if you run a business, if you're the owner of a business, I don't, I, I mean, I couldn't do it and I wouldn't want to do it. Even going away for a weekend is stressful for me because, you know, I'm trying to be on vacation, but at the same time, I'm still the one who's taking care of a lot of things. Jason's still and, the one who's taking care of a lot of things with the business. And, and even for the, I mean, even for the media captain when, I mean, there's, you know, so many of the digital agencies out there and people that claim they're running a digital agency, you know, uh, and, and they're in Bali or something along those lines. Bali. Bali. Clearly Jason would never be in, in yeah. Bali because he doesn't even know how to pronounce it. So, but, you know, for, for, uh, for me and the media captain, I mean, we meet face to face with so many prospective clients and even like with ongoing clients and we close so much business that way from face to face interaction so i think that it still holds a a lot of weight and you know physically being somewhere is 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 important and and i'm i'm not seeing anybody face to face and all my everything that i'm doing is happening you know, online. I have people who are running the operations at our warehouse and packing up packages and sending them out. Um, so if I go away for a day or for a weekend, it's fine and I can still do what I need to do and I can still communicate with my staff, but it's stressful. I like being there and seeing what's happening and overseeing it. Um, and maybe that's because I'm just crazy but no I, um, I think you, I, when, when you're there you have a you have a pulse on the business and, yeah. and things things run how you envision it and you know when you're running an operation um, yeah. that's important if you're a, a head coach of a football team and then you're just not on the sidelines obviously the team can still win but that's a, a it's an important position in a good analogy game. yeah I, I'm always that makes up for, it, that makes up for my uh, <laughs> the Bali the, the, the Bali uh, <laughs> you're back to even reference um, yeah, but, and the thing is, is that I don't mind it. Like I love being, I love being with my business. I love working there. I love seeing what's happening. I love overseeing it. And yeah, I like going on vacation and I like being away. Um, but I don't mind having to work at the same time that I'm trying to do those things. And I think, um, you know, closing, closing out here, uh, the, the reward is once once you have that long-term mindset and you make it past that initial hurdle and, and that hurdle is tough guys like you know for Durham Warehouse that first two years I mean there were times where our credit card bill got extremely high where we were both really nervous and you know I, I did not sleep for like we had to order so much inventory <laughs> for Black Friday a couple of years ago and Cyber Monday that our credit card bill went really high. So, you know, for the media captain, there was a time where we had um, a, a large client that was over 50% of our billing in that one client. So you'd literally, you know, I'd be thinking every night, oh my God, what happens if this client drops off? So like there's, you got to make it over that initial hurdle and you have to have a long-term mindset to do it. But once you make it past that, it's so rewarding. And just me personally for the media captain, I mean, there have been in the early stages of the business where we had to take on bad projects. We had to take on bad clients. Um, and now I can just have more freedom in, in selecting because, you know, we're at a stage where um, we're just more established and that really has to do with the long-term uh, mindset. And, and don't get us wrong, there's still a lot of stresses that happen once you get over that hurdle and once you're, you know, making money, it's still, there's still things that happen every single day, but you know that 
you know, the things that you've dealt with early on are, it's different. It's a different mindset. It's a different mindset, yeah. So I, and I mean, for Durham Warehouse, you literally were manually entering every order in via a Google Doc, and now that's all automated. So like, there's some things that are just that you don't discover during the early stages. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it's because you don't have time to discover it. You know, if you're doing every single thing yourself, there's not always as, as much time to really make those discoveries. So I think to, to recap, guys, if you're starting a business or uh, you know thinking of starting a business or doing it as a side hustle, don't have the mindset that you have to make money this month and three months, six months. Like If that's the case, you shouldn't be in it. You should just have a full-time job where you're going to get a paycheck every two weeks because if you care about the money up front. And, and one other piece of advice before we sign off here is that if you're in this position, if you're just getting started out, um, it's a long road and it's stressful. So make sure you find somebody who you can talk to who understands. Um, another business owner is ideal because they will get it. And Jason and I are very lucky to have each other. But even whenever we talk to other business owners, it makes us feel a lot better. And, you know, your your wife or your best friend, sure, they're understanding and they're probably great to talk to, but they're not going to most likely understand the way that another business owner would and having that support is really important all right guys well if you could do us a favor and leave a review on um, apple itunes on uh, google play wherever you listen we would really appreciate it trying to you know always get more reviews so and that's it for today all right thanks guys bye